Do you want me to start off an episode? Is that how it's <laughs> Did you just hit record? Yeah, I hit recording first thing. You cracked your fucking jaw. I was yawning. Uh, what do you want from me? Yeah, I just started. I think I told you guys before, consistent. but I just started leaving your jaw cracks in. And That's like, fine. we don't even address that. It's but like you an do Easter it. egg. We all make eye contact and then we just keep recording mm-hmm. and pretend it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anytime you hear that noise specifically, it's just my jaw. jaw. <laughs> the pops are significantly less loud. They're a little more like dainty, but no, they're not. That was loud oh. as fuck. My bad. You maybe you can't, can't hear it because it. it's in your head, but like I heard that and it was loud. <laughs> uh, well, today we are returning to a good thing because <laughs> I <laughs> Cassie reading about classical shit. Um, yeah, I struggle to find shit to talk about some weeks. Sometimes I find all these cool articles just by accident, and then I'm like, awesome, and I compile them, and mm-hmm. then sometimes I compile some shit, because I'm like, oh, that's interesting, and then I come back to it, I'm like, what the fuck? I don't want to talk about this dumb shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, piano duels that we did last week was very fun. So we're coming back for part two, because there were seven um, little stories on this, and we read three of them. Of course, we read the three in the middle, so now we're going to read <laughs> the other seven them. Six and six. There should be four total. And left. then two, two and, and one. one. Yeah. So the wow. worst and the best of the piano duels. So this is. Oh, who are we? That's the real question. What are we doing? It's not a philosophy podcast. <laughs> so why don't you just, just go ahead and say it? <laughs> Cut the shit, Jake, and just say it. I think he's just trying to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't here for that. Mouth breather. Oh, geez. Um, sometimes. Uh, hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the show. This is Death by Music Podcast. Uh, as previous, uh, previously mentioned, I am Jake. Wow. And I'm here with Cassie and Alex. Yep. And this is part two of the penis duels. Yeah. It's crazy. Part two of a mini episode. Yeah. First time. Maybe we should start doing mini episode series. We did that one series where it was only people called Carrie. Right? Was it Carrie? No, it was no, Kelly. It was something else. It was Kelly. I have no recollection of this. Because we did R. Kelly. Kelly oh, right, Clarkson. Right. Kelly Clarkson. Kelly. Uh, we only did like three. R. Kelly. Kelly Clarkson. Machine Gun Kelly? Machine Gun Kelly. Was that it? <laughs> the yeah. Kelly trifecta. Yeah. So that was a series too, I guess. But they, none of the stories were related, besides the names of the people. <laughs> we also did an episode on the Bermuda Triangle because a triangle is an instrument. Yeah, that's on the Patreon. Yeah. Oh, Cassie's like, I was like, no, we about? didn't. Don't you lie to me, Jake. I wasn't we, here. But we did, though. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Why did you talk we... about how a Amelia Earhart got eaten alive by hermit crabs? No. Oh. oh, damn. I wish you were on it now. I think that was one of our first <laughs> Patreon episodes that we did, like, on our own or something. Uh-huh. Oh, um, you missed me. Because we talked about the Bermuda... I don't know why we did it. We we, we mentioned the Bermuda Triangle we at some point. And you're like, it. oh, triangle's an instrument. We're going to do an episode on the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And you know what else has instruments? Airplanes and boats. Which... I used to be afraid of the Bermuda Triangle, like I was going to get stuck in it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to the Bermuda Absolutely not. I was just an anxious <laughs> child. I watched one Unsolved Mysteries about the Bermuda Triangle, and I was like, that's going to happen to me. That's I'm going to disappear. That's fucking funny, because I said on that episode, like, 
there's a big difference between you and me because when I was a kid and I heard about it, I was like, cool, I'm going to go there when I turn 45 and I'm too old to live anymore. 45? <laughs> we just talked about the life expectancy. You got to wait until you're 81 years old, ma'am, to fly your own plane I was like, there, though. I'm going to solve the mystery. Yeah, it I'm was, going. There, it was like recently discovered. So, with Amelia Earhart, how they talked about, you know, how she went missing and no one can find her. Well, they apparently found like wreckage they of a plane. Her. They flamed her. Um, they found plane wreckage and it's like, widely accepted that she was probably eaten alive by crabs where because she was just she, why like, didn't she eat the crabs because she was could she not she fell out of away. a plane it oh. crashed and then she can't run away from the crabs oh good point they didn't do. have seat belts oh yeah <clears throat> so it's like we're at that weird cuss board Huh? What? Said her trade table was probably down. Oh my god, she was, the one was not in the upright position. <laughs> <Take up. laughs> That's I'm just a Weird Al reference. We're at this point where like it's a with, reference to riding on an airplane. What? We're at this point with like historical things happened, and then like we're also seeing the rev- revelation of like why of what actually happened. Yeah, it's weird. It's like all these how unsolved we got the internet. historical mysteries. Yeah, and now we're like gross. Okay. Well, talking of other historical mysteries. mysteries that's no mystery not, who abby glenick is yes it is <laughs> but he wanted to do a ludwig van beethoven okay so i'm gonna talk about it um, anyways we're talking about piano duels if you haven't listened to part one of this series then go back to last week's mini episode you know how numbers work yep, yep we yep, don't because yep. we're starting at seven and we're skipping a couple in the middle so this is written by a person and he was <laughs> narrating this so he said it wouldn't have made it onto this list if it were not for the comment Glenick made when he asked if he thought he could beat Beethoven in a piano duel he said I'll make mincemeat out of him which is like burn anyway <laughs> <laughs> Glenick <laughs> Glenick maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong I who knows it's Glenick. Glenick turned not or turned out not to be all that formidable an opponent, although his nerves may have gotten the best of him. After the first round in which he played, oh, in which both played their own best and most difficult works, Gelenic looked a little paler to the audience, probably because Beethoven chose his sonata in 19G, or Sonata 19 <laughs> in G major. Minor. Oh, minor. Mm-hmm. I can't read. Oh, 49, which I think means oh, opus. Oh, it's opus, 49. right? Oh, <laughs> Um, once the improvisations began, Gelenic couldn't seem to get his head in the game. High school musical reference. And Beethoven <laughs> walked all over him. Gelenic simply left the room when Beethoven, get, Beethoven began the third round. Well, I guess this These is a common theme. Just, they, they don't want to be there when they get their ass handed they're like, to them. So they just walk away. Apparently a lot of, like Beethoven, it seems to be a big one here because he's been, this is, I think this is the third story. We should we write out last week, like how people do fantasy one. football or the like March Madness and just Beethoven, Beethoven, Beethoven. Yeah, apparently no, he, was... he was only in one of the ones last Julian. week. He's going to be in two this week. Okay, that's what I saw. All right, yeah. Apparently, you know, yeah. This is that, probably, that's interesting. That's what I'm saying. This is probably why he is one of the people that we remember because he was out there laying the smack down on all their candy asses. <laughs> he was like... The Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah, he's in there. He's the in there in the concert hall, piano. just fucking smashing beers on his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pounding one hundred and sixty beers. Like that was him. He would be the one we remember because he was kicking everybody's ass. Well, have you ever heard of Yosef Levine <laughs> versus Alexander Skirabin? Skriabin. Mm. This one never actually took place, but it would have. 
had not scurvin strained several of his tendons on his right hand while preparing for the duel. Yeah, well, Sounds yeah. very specifically <laughs> accurate. Um, he was practicing Litz reminisces the Don Juan after Mozart's Don Giovanni and also Islami by Lamey. Oh. <laughs> I think by Millie Balakri. Mm. Balakarev. Either of these works has a fair claim to the title of the most difficult piano piece ever composed. It's most difficult to pronounce. That's for goddamn sure. Sure. So is this one Levine, like Adam? <laughs> is it spelled like that? Yeah. Levine, however, went down in history as one of the finest pianists ever, having made several recordings of piano roles, which have left other great oh. pianists, Joseph Hoffman and Vladimir Horowitz, among them in awe you can find some of these on youtube so Take. piano rolls like uh i think those little go into the boop the actual, and then they really, go boop, boop, that's and what i'm thinking the, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was super helpful thank you i'm gonna <laughs> I totally i'm gonna teach a that. class on it <laughs> welcome to my dad talk i think the the scrolls that go into player pianos yes. yeah that's what i was thinking that that's it's pretty cool have you ever Yes. I'm sure you've seen one. Duh. Well, because I think I was they thinking load I actually have relatives that have player pianos. That's cool. Yeah, they like load up the to make it. They load up the piano with the like the plain piece of paper, and then as they play, it punches a little hole into the paper. I think uh, so that would make sense. It's basically a typewriter, and it just records what they're doing, and then they can use that as a template. I never thought that would. Hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm right. No, I no, I'm <laughs> not I saying say you're. I'm, I'm just things. now that I'm thinking about it, it's like I just figured they just like made it but having the piano do it for you while you're playing that's a really interesting yeah you can have concept a, of of an early type recording yeah. before you know, you know the the vinyl little, and all that stuff the came out hammer things on yeah. the end of the shit you know and you're like ding 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 ding, ding and it's yeah. like punch 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 and then you made yourself a little template and then yeah so they gotta put that shit into a specific type of piano and so it's, it's like, like for the people that couldn't read music <laughs> they were yeah, like yeah it was actually, their guitar tabs but <laughs> I yeah. don't know. You still need no, to that's really, I, I got to look it up now. So while that, you read that's the, cool. Oh, are you going to look it up? Look up what? Well, there's just a small little part left. Okay. Yeah, so if you want to look it up. So it's for the best that Scrab, Scribian hurt himself. <laughs> 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 because he wrote his F minor sonata as a sh sort of elegy for his right hand. His right hand, however, did not make a full recovery. And he oh. never challenged Levine again. Oh, it says it did. His right hand did, however, make a full recovery. Oh, but, I made this way more morbid more, But more he never that. challenged But he never wanted to. No, no. He said, that guy's crazy. As I can tell you how it plays after they made the roll. As the roll unfurls, air passes through tiny, carefully placed holes in the paper to activate individual notes on the piano. The person does not need to touch the keys. Instead, the player piano reads the roll and plays the notes on its own. How do piano players remember all those notes? That's the next question on Google. They can hear it in their head and then press the button. I'm just wondering if, if, if they are using somebody playing a piano to record those piano rolls... They have to play that piece perfectly every time, yeah, one time for it to record accurately. So I wonder if that is the process. How much paper they went through to get that done? I don't know if that's how they're made. Well, that's I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's go down to what right. is it? Number three. We've no, no two. two. We've got Joseph Wolfel, Wolfel, Waffle, Joseph Waffle, and Wolfel. Ludwig van Beethoven. Wolfel. Okay. Be are, are you done? <laughs> <laughs> Beethoven had a bad habit of being good at what he did. That made him a bigger target for the performers trying to carve reputations out of his side. 
or out of his hide, whichever. Side, side hide. <laughs> Waffle and Beethoven were friends at one time, <laughs> both having dedicated various works to each other. But Waffle apparently became malcontent with his status as second in pianist greatness behind Beethoven and thus challenged Beethoven to a piano duel in 1799 at the home of Count Pretzel. <laughs> Wetzler. Wetzler of Beethoven's admirers and patrons and a patron of artists in general. By the time the duel took place, Wolfel made a point in playing many recitals and concerts all over Europe, especially in Germany and Austria, where Beethoven would catch wind of his rise for the sole purpose of building the hype. He was a hype man. It worked. Beethoven was informed by his friend Anton Schindler that he was no longer without performance competitors. Wolfel was about six feet tall and had gigantic hands that could stretch a 13th on a piano. That sounds large. Yeah, and people, I feel like, were really short back then. They were. Yeah, they were like... It's all the inbreeding. Five foot. (laughs) Beethoven was only five three and uh, three quarters. Also, I love how he probably made them include that. He's like, don't forget the three quarters. And he could just manage a tenth. He countered this all as good pianists must by using the pedal to sustain the first notes and then quickly hitting the second note. If two notes of a tenth or more have been spanned, I don't know. Good pedaling technique renders the results nearly indistinguishable. Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. But the duel played out in much of the same fashion as that of the next year versus stupid. Seatbelt. Seatbelt. (laughs) Beethoven and and Wolfel were very evenly matched after the first round, but in the second and third, Beethoven wiped the floor with a (laughs) waffle. When it came to improvisation and sight reading, Beethoven had no equal during his life. Waffle was much less spoken of in Austria after this encounter. They were like, we denounce him. I I feel like I recognize his name, though. Josef. I don't know. Josef. I don't think they pronounced it like that. (laughs) Josef Waffle. Um, The next one, number one, Franz Liszt versus Sigismund Thalberg. (laughs) The rivalry between Liszt and Thalberg lasted from 1836 to 1842, during which the time Thalberg made as many concert tours of Europe as Liszt, playing in the same venues immediately before or after Liszt in order to show the musical world that he was the greatest pianist in the world. Dang. What a little hamster he's opening and closing for him yeah <laughs> the fact that the contest oh the fact that their contest lasted as long as it did is a testament to thalberg's virtuosity since every classical pianist of the 20th century has agreed that none of them even vladimir horowitz could hold a candle to litz um litz and thalberg did not follow the traditional dual format as described earlier instead they first tried to trounce each other's popularity throughout europe with their concert tours. Both were very well admired, and finally they agreed to meet and settle the score. It all became to or it all came to a head on March thirty first, eighteen thirty seven. They had both prepared a new composition each, one of the most extreme technical demands, neither knowing that the other was preparing pre- preparing a piece of music expressly for their show now. So they were making music for the other person to play? They're just trying to make something as hard as possible so they could hmm. play it and out show each other? I don't know. When they met and discovered this they laughed and readied themselves for a heck of a fight they were yeah they were just trying to make something as hard as possible and then they realized they were both doing that um they were watched by about the spider-man meme (laughs) you're doing it too (laughs) i thought this was my it's like 13 going on 30 when they both are working on their own magazine redesign and then they meet in the elevator and she's like oh i hope you're not mad but i've kind of been doing my own thing and then jenna's like oh that's fine because i've been doing mine 
And then Jenna wins. Exactly it. <laughs> um, they were watched by about two dozen close friends and admirers in the Paris salon of Princess Christina <laughs> Bojangles. <laughs> Christina Bojangles. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that. Bel- I'm not going to. Belgioso. Okay. Oh, it's not hoso. This is Yoso? French. Belgioso. They first played a <laughs> view. I think I like that strategy. Instead of trying to pronounce a name right, just make up your own. Yeah, but if somebody tries to like retell this story, they're gonna be like, I think the princess's name was like Bojangles or something. (laughs) When you read books, do you do that too? No, I just stop reading them. Oh no! Like I remember the first time. The first hard word you come to, you're like, fuck this book. Yeah. (laughs) No, when I was reading Harry Potter, I didn't know how how the fuck you were supposed to read Hermione. I'd never seen anything like that, so I was just like. Herman or whatever like I didn't read the whole word I just kind of came up with it in my head what it should my mean? mom would just short it to Hermie yeah and that's, we just and then it was like oh Hermione yeah and then you and hear somebody actually say it and you're like oh, I feel stupid I've been yeah. calling her the wrong name in my head my entire yeah. life yep I've done that okay so they first played a few pieces each that they had played many times in concerts Liss played his grand galope chromatique which Thalberg encountered with his or Thalberg countered with his fantasy variations on Bellini's Norma. They then played their grand finales, the new pieces. Thalberg's was fantasy, Ope 33. Oops, oh. sorry, <laughs> didn't see you there. Um, on melodies from Rosini's Moist. <laughs> Moist. Um, List was reminiscence de Robert, de Robert Lediable um, from Meyer Beer. What the hell? Both pieces were still played today, though Litz is more well-known. Oh, sure. Um, but the result of the duel was reported as a toss-up. Both received standing ovations, but whereas Thalberg had for years been after Liss's crown of the greatest pianist in the world, he never again challenged Liss to a face-to-face duel. They continued to perform, perform throughout Europe, enjoying success, but Litz lasted longer. I don't know. I feel like they got this list in the wrong order. But you think that was the I feel like the, No, no, that was like put as number one. Why? Because they were both good? I don't know. I think the ones where they were dicks were kind of, you know, better. (laughs) But I don't know if this is just talking about the best duels ever. Maybe that was the best because they were both great and they both killed it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's why it's number one. Well, they they had a really long battle, too. Like, they'd been battling each other, not directly. They'd been touring and all that shit for a long time before, you know. Um, We haven't seen each other in a long time. Let's add some bullshit in. What's up with you, Cassie? Um, you know, I have a kid. Um, I've been working. Mm, that's literally it. I've read books. That's, well, that's just... I bought a tablet so I could download Kindle to it so I could read books that way, too. Why didn't you just buy a Kindle? Because then you can't use the internet, and that's how I download some of the books. Well, how do you get the books onto the Kindle? The inter- it doesn't have internet. No, well, it's the Kindle <laughs> app. The application is loaded into the Kindle mm, itself. I don't know. Whereas sounds the, like a scam to me. No, it's sounds not a scam. Like you just wanted to watch porn. Hey, do they have what? Playboy? Do they download Playboys to Kindle? Does who down? I don't know. Kindle, I don't know. Do you the want classic that? ones from like, like the fifties? Yeah, because then you can't. You don't have to worry about the pages sticking together. Yeah, you don't have to have if the, you get the it on just Kindle. I don't on it. download Playboy. CGC. Wouldn't your screen just get dirty? <laughs> Yeah, you can just wipe it off with Sam Well. <laughs> what is going they on? They suck of all kinds of cum. <laughs> what? Wasn't that, wasn't that a whitest kids you know skit? I think it is. 
to jizzle. It's the jizzle. Get... <laughs> He's like, find yourself a to jizzle. You can go, soak up They're gonna all that They're going to send us a cease and desist. Like, you're talking about us too much and giving us a bad rep. Please stop. It's like, impossible for me to give them a bad rep. Threw behind him and it's stuck to the wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bye. What? Did you just tell me to die? I said bye. Oh, my God. I was like, what the fuck? Oh. All right. Well, speaking of dying, uh, my insides are dying. And she got like, shit. I've when been, we, we I've been eating a lot of protein again. It's just, I can feel my All right. guts bubbling. Ow. So, okay, well, rest in peace then. Mate. <laughs> Later. Death by Music podcast is written and produced by Victoria Motler, Alex Motler, Cassie Gardner, and Jake.